Welcome to Funeral Gurus Radio. I am your host, Robin Heppel from FuneralFutures.com. We're continuing our series of pre-conference interviews for the ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada from March 19th to the 22nd. Today's guest is Stephen Shapiro, the author of Best Practices Are Stupid, 40 Ways to Out-Innovate the Competition, 24-7 Innovation, and The Little Book of Big Innovation Ideas. Welcome to Funeral Guru, Stephen. Oh, thanks very much, Rob. Glad to be here. Now, before we get started, can you provide a little bit of background about yourself and your company? Sure. I mean, my, my whole philosophy, everything I do is probably encapsulated by the title of my first book, which is called 24-7 Innovation. I basically eat, breathe, think, sleep innovation. Uh, because I was involved earlier in my career with downsizing, and I just decided I don't want to do that. I want to help companies grow. I want to help companies uh, be able to hire more people and to be more successful and to make more money. So everything I do is around that, and I do that through books and speeches and other types of services. Well, Stephen, this is great. Uh, I, I believe that uh, funeral homes and cemeteries always need to be thinking about innovating. And, and uh, you know, although we, we wish things were simpler like it was uh, 20, 30 years ago in our, in our industry, uh, we need to do this to keep up with the minds of the baby boomers and also keep ahead of our competition. Now, uh, at the ICCFA convention, uh, they have you on double duty. You've, you have your keynote presentation, which is speed ideating, and then also a breakout session called personality poker. Could you go into a little bit of detail about both of those? Sure. Now, the this concept of speed ideating, and I got the term from speed dating, uh, which <laughs> is where you connect with lots of different potential mates quickly. Well, speed ideating is how do you very quickly connect with lots of possible solutions? Now, even though it's called speed ideating, it's not about ideas as much. And the big thing that we will explore is how to ask better questions, because if we're not asking the right question, we're going to get the wrong answer. And we tend to jump to conclusions, solutions, opinions, and ideas too quickly. So we're going to talk about how do we actually frame, get better questions, understand the market, so that once we know what the problem, opportunity, issue, or challenge is, we can then use creativity to find solutions. And we're going to talk about those two pieces. Where do breakthrough solutions come from, and how do we make sure we're developing the right solution for the right problem? With personality poker, we're going to talk about one of the things which I think is so important to innovation. You know, there's this belief. I mean, we've all been told that opposites attract. But there's irrefutable scientific evidence that, in fact, opposites repel. So what we're going to look at is if uh, opposites repel and we tend to want to be around people who are like us, that is great for efficiency. So we get things done quickly when we surround ourselves with people who think like us. The downside is this kills innovation because innovation is built upon divergent thinking. And so we're going to actually play a poker game. It is a poker game. You're going to get poker cards. People are going to trade cards. And in the process of playing this game, you will understand how you personally contribute to innovation, how you detract from innovation, what your innovation blind spots are, who you need to partner with, and why the person you like the least is probably the person you need the most. And this is going to also help you understand how to sell more effectively, how to collaborate more effectively. This is going to be a fun high-energy game, and you're going to have incredible insights very quickly. Now, would something like that apply to uh, any size of business, whether you're uh, working for a big corporation or if you're just working for 
maybe a small family operation from two to five to ten employees? Well, I have a small business. It's me. And, <laughs> and I've, okay, I've got other people who help me out with little bits and pieces here and there and a lot of freelancers and, and people of that nature. Look, this, this has changed the way I run my business because one of the things that I've gotten is my natural inclination is to want to be with, work with, partner with people who are like me. And what I've recognized is that as a small business, it becomes even more important for you to figure out who to work with and also to recognize the fact that sometimes the people who do annoy you a little bit have the biggest contribution. So you're going to be able to look at them differently. So if you're working with one other person, that, and if that person is exactly the same as you, guess what? You're going to have a problem innovating. If that person is the opposite of you, you're probably going to have a problem communicating. This will help you with both of those. Well, this is great because that kind of describes the typical uh, funeral home, you know, small, uh, small independent funeral home that there's uh, 10 or 15,000 of those uh, in the country. And, um, you know, and there's sometimes this um, you know, maybe a disconnect where there's the, uh, there's the, the ownership and the employees and sometimes the you know the owners uh, i think this will help the owners being able to be more receptive to ideas from their employees and also for the employee to position uh if they have an idea position it in a manner which would be more respect more receptive by the uh, uh by the owners and the managers yeah you're absolutely right i mean this really comes down to having a deep appreciation for each and every person you touch, whether it's an employee, whether it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, a supplier, or whether it's someone that you're doing business with, you know, the more you can understand yourself and you can understand others and you get that, you know, we've been told about the golden rule, you know, do unto others as, as uh, you want them to do unto you. Well, this is actually horrible advice. It's horrible advice because basically you're assuming everyone is like you. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They're not. And once you get that, and you really understand that each person is different and has different wants and needs and desires, and if you can communicate into their needs, not your needs, but their needs, you're going to ease the conversation, and somehow in that process, you'll be able to create things that you haven't been able to create before, whether it's relationships, partnerships, or innovations. You know, Stephen, one thing that popped in my head there um, as you're explaining that, and this is more of a challenge to the listeners uh, who are going to be attending uh, attending your presentation? Is that uh, the, the the same principles could be applied to when uh, they are uh, dealing with their client families, whether at the funeral home or the cemetery? And uh, you know, sometimes there's these exchange of ideas, and the funeral home or the funeral director or cemetery is in a position of uh, helping them out and but conducting business, where the people on the other side of the table are in this uh, grieving state. So. Uh, you know, as you're uh, attending Stephen's presentation, think about that, about how you can apply these principles to, um, to that time that you're sitting at the table, uh, trying to be receptive to these ideas and incorporating them uh, to make a better experience for, uh, for that client family. Now, uh, Stephen, when I was getting, uh, getting prepared for our chat today, uh, I was on your website and uh, you know, watching some of your videos. And uh, I'd just like you to explain a little bit about uh, some of the insights that you shared there. Now, one of them is that uh, uh, that you don't like the term or uh, your kind of your frame on uh, not thinking outside of the box, because uh, we've heard that uh, term so often in the last 10, 15 years. 
but um, but your you, you know your spin is to build the better box. Could you elaborate on that, please? Sure. There are a lot of things that people like to say. There's a lot of trite expressions, and there's a lot of things that people do that in fact, have the opposite effect of what they think it does. I mean, we, we like this concept of thinking outside the box because we think that means it's free thinking and it's unconstrained. But we're actually going to discuss and we will do an exercise where people get very clearly, very simply, and very powerfully that unconstrained innovation tends to lead to fluffy, abstract, and typically useless ideas. And Given that you're small businesses, you do not have time to spend just sitting around and thinking up new things. So what we really want to do is get masterful at asking the right question the right way. That's the box. And if we are able to do this, two things happen. One is we will find solutions that are more relevant to the needs of the problem rather than just somebody's opinion or suggestion. And paradoxically, when we ask a well-framed question, we are more likely to increase, increase the level of creativity. Because if I gave you a blank sheet of paper, Rob, and said, you know, give me, a, give me a solution for, a, for something that's going on in the industry right now, you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be thinking and you're going to be stuck for a little while. And what will happen is you're going to come up with the obvious answers, the things which everybody already knows. But if I can say, well, how is that we deal with a very specific situation and I can frame it in a way that gets you to think differently, you will then be forced to challenge your thinking in a way that you've never done before and you will create more breakthrough types of ideas. So we're going to explore that whole concept of why the box is the thing that creates breakthroughs, not the blank sheet of paper. Gotcha. Okay, that uh, that makes sense. That's that's great. Now another one that kind of uh, took me back a little bit. You know, I consider myself um, a bit of an expert in the in the industry, <laughs> and uh, you say that uh, expertise is the enemy of creativity, and it uh, it hurts innovation. Can you can you please elaborate on that? Yeah, you know, this is this is uh, this is absolutely true. Though. I mean, here's the thing. Look, ex- we need experts, and I want to be clear. Look, if if we're looking for sort of incremental types of innovations, if we're looking to improve the way we do things, then having a deep expertise in the problem you're working on is probably useful. But if we really want to think about the problem in a new way, our expertise gets in the way. Because what happens is the more we know about the problem, the harder it is for us to think differently about it. And there's been a lot of research done, and we're going to do some experiments with the group. We're going to do a lot of, there's a lot of research that shows that true breakthroughs have almost in every situation come from somebody who is not an expert in the problem that they're working on because the expert comes up with a solution quickly and they stop looking and they think that's the best answer. So it's really this idea is how do we look sort of outside in? How do we look from a fundamentally different perspective? Use fresh eyes. Now, if you're an expert and we give you the right creativity techniques, that can be a fantastic one-two punch because I'm going to give you some very simple questions that you can ask that will actually help bust your expertise and allow you to find solutions from other places that you might not have ever thought of. Okay, so then now, um, you know, just kind of thinking about this, I mean, the, the funeral industry is, uh, is very competitive because, because we can, uh, when someone dies, 
you know, your funeral home looks after them and, or someone else does and that's it we never kind of get a second chance so then uh, and i guess you know based on things uh, like your book best practices are stupid 40 ways to out innovate your competition you're saying then that um, you know if you can kind of start to think this way uh because the your competitors are probably just going to be thinking uh you know the con- conventional way is that is, is am i right there well yeah, I mean, look this is a great example so you're going to have uh, you know, a bunch of people coming together at the convention who you're going to talk about best practices in the industry, you're going to talk about ways of doing things. And look, those are all great, but all that does is give you parity with other people. So the best practices will never, ever differentiate you from someone else. And your expertise really means you understand what are the best practices. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is say, well, I need to go outside of the industry. How do I go to someone fundamentally different who solved the problem like this in a completely different space that will be applicable to the problem that we're working on. Because if you're doing what everybody else is doing at the convention, well, guess what? If you've only got two uh, opportunity, if you've got one opportunity to uh, be with somebody and, and close the sale, then you've lost it. You've got to differentiate yourself. So you need to innovate where you differentiate. Well, Stephen, this is great. Uh, I'm looking forward to both your presentations. I'll be uh, taking notes and also looking forward to playing uh, personality poker as well. So um, uh, before I let you go, any uh, any final thoughts? No, I, I, I guess the key thing is, and this is what, you know, anybody who's listening to this, is when you come to Las Vegas, come with an open mind. That's fantastic. But also think about, I mean, between now and, and uh, the event, think about... Uh, some of the types of challenges that you face inside your business and really think about them rigorously and ask yourself, first of all, are these the right challenges? How do I know they're the right challenge? Did I actually like study the market? Did I actually talk to clients? I mean, so what did we do to actually make sure? Because I want you to bring real world problems to Vegas so that maybe we'll find some solutions while we're there. That'll really make things much more powerful when we're together. Well, that's great. Well, I'd like to thank Stephen Shapiro of 247innovation.com, who will be presenting two presentations, his keynote, Speed Ideating, and also his breakout session, Personality Poker, at ICCFA's annual convention that is going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada, from March 19th to the 22nd. For more information and registration details, visit www.iccfa.com. Check back soon for another ICCFA pre-conference interview. On behalf of FuneralGurus.com, this is Robin Heppel.